All right, guys, you are here with the sports line predictors, and more importantly, you're here with AJ, Matt, and Lucas. How you guys doing this week? Good. That's good. Matt, I'm glad that you are, are here right now with us. I didn't wasn't expecting you until a little later. I mean, we're getting a little bit half of you, but I like it. Oh, you just like all the time you get with me. I do, dude. I, I feel like I haven't talked to you like in a while. You know, like I mean, we talk on the phone and we text, but I mean, like every day. But like, I feel like I just haven't like had like like face to face. That robot sound again from you. You are, Lucas. Are you getting it too? Uh, just for a second, but it it stopped. Okay. Is it is it still going? I no. Think it's your mic. Well, I got a new one, so. Okay. I don't know. It's my computer. Maybe it is your computer, Matt. You got to upgrade. It's probably the speakers on the computer. Just, just let me know as we go, and 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 we'll figure it out. But we are talking golf. But before we get into that, I want to get into our social media pages. Get that out of the way. So if you haven't heard, go follow us on Instagram at Sportsline Predict uh, at Sportsline Predictors. And if you're following on TikTok or Twitter, it's at Sportsline P. Yesterday, we had a good six and two day, 516, May 16th, six and two day, pretty good on our predictor locks. And then if you're following our max plays, we're hitting about 50, 50% of those. So that's pretty good. So, I mean, you're hitting 50% on your max plays, which is usually plus money. You're always in the profit there. So. Little little tad bit for us uh, to get us going on this episode. But we are so excited to talk golf this week with you. We have just such a good episode. We have so many players that we, we love this week. Lucas, you want to get it going? Yeah, we got the uh, PGA Championship. Um, second major of the year. Used to be in August. It used to be the major used to go April. June, July, August, and they moved this one to May, so we've got April, May, June, July. Uh, moved it a couple of years ago at Oak Hill, uh, sort of local for all of us, about an hour away at um, Oak Hills in Rochester, New York. Um, this has hosted a few majors. It, it hosted the U.S. Open in 2013, um, where Jason Duffner won it. Uh, Duffner, a guy who's kind of fallen off a little bit. Um yeah, you know, probably, ooh, I was going to say the nicest course in New York State, but I think maybe Beth Page might have it beat. But, yeah, um, definitely the best upstate uh, New York course, for sure. I, I don't think anyone would argue with that. Um, second major of the year, so we got a lot of picks for you. This is going to be a bit of a longer one. I have 17 picks. Um, AJ, I didn't count yours, but. I don't even um, know. Yeah. And and as always, you know, with it being a major, we have the live golfers playing too, um, which will I, I got a couple of them, which we'll get into as we go along with the show. But I mean, first and foremost, teeing it up first is of course who but Scotty Scheffler, um, best player in the world. Uh, he won the Masters earlier this year. He also won the Players, which is sometimes considered the fifth major. Just a guy who's proven that he can step up when the stakes are highest. Um, 
best on tour and strokes gain T to green. I, not a lot of value, of course, because he's the favorite, uh, favorite plus 700. But, you know, if you can get uh, a Scotty Scheffler win and then a, a couple more to hit, I mean, you're making money. So when it comes to golf, even when there's not a ton of value, if you can pick the winner, um, you try to. So, yeah. I got Scotty Scheffler at plus 700 as one of my, I think I have seven winners in total. Yeah, no, great pick there. Yeah, no, I, I didn't choose Scheffler this week just because of the value aspect, but no, I think he's a great, great pick in there, especially if you can hit some of these other little hedge bets that you get going on with it. You can get that win and then a couple other hedges. Like that's, as, that's just as good as calling, or if not better calling just a flat out winner. One of these long, there's yeah. if they win, you know, yeah, that's kind. Of, that's kind of the goal is you know hope hope that one of your longer winners hit, but you know you gotta hedge yourself. And at least my strategy is to hedge with the couple favorites um, like Scheffler and hope that some of my top tens, top twenties, top thirties, or whatever hit. Um, speaking of favorite guys, another one you know uh, first in FedEx points, he could be uh, arguably be the number one player ahead of Scheffler. It's sort of a 1A, 1B situation here is John Rahm. Uh, he's plus 800 just behind Scheffler. I mean, it, it, as 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 uh, one, one uh, analyst that I follow says, he, he puts up video, video game numbers uh, this year. Um, one um, won the Masters earlier. Sorry, Scotty Scheffler won the Masters two years ago, or last year. Um, Rom won the Masters earlier this year. Uh, leads the tour in adjusted scoring, which is like sort of the like overall sabermetric, if you will, stat. Um, converting uh, greens and regulation into par breakers, he leads the tour. Um, All-around ranking, as I said, in the FedEx. Um, he's got, what's he got, four or five wins on tour already this year. Um, yeah, John Rom, just another guy that he should win, could win, might win. Stupid not to bet him. Yeah, no, I, I love Rom. Just a couple of other things I want to throw on there. Shots gains on par five over the past 24 rounds. He's number one at, at plus 21.9. Like, I, I love him there. And then I have a couple other hedge bets that I have with him. I do have him to win, most likely, just more because I, I like the value a little bit better than than going with uh, Scheffler. You get the extra plus 100 if he hits. But I do like him for end of round one to top 10 and for a top five. So you can hedge all of those. And the top 10 is actually matching his to win at plus 800, and the top five is plus 400. So I think it's just incredible value there. He's just a great golfer. He's someone who just gets off of the hot streak. He's he's been the first round leader so many times. I know it's going to be a little bit harder this week, but he's got all the tools in his bag to just take this one. It's fucking stupid not to bet him. Yeah, I, I like Rob and the first round leader. I like that you said that. I feel like, and I said this last week. I think with Victor Hovland, like I feel like first round leaders like Rom and Victor Hovland have like. A, a good share of those by themselves. I don't, uh, I don't even have him as my as my end of round one leader either. Like he's not even my pick for that. I just I'm just so confident that just he's going to come out so hard that even if he I, I just like it even if he does get that number one. I mean you're still hitting both of those bets. So yeah, a great all around player. He he's fantastic all the way through with the bag. Um, uh, another my next uh, to win is Xander Shoffley. 
Um, just a guy who is always there. He's uh, he has thirteen top fifteens in majors in his career, I believe. Um, one of the best putters on tour. He got a win um, recently. Um, I, I really like Xander. Um, like, like I said, I, I've always kind of loved him when he started coming up. He, his putting stats were always slightly better than average. And w- once his ball is on the green, um, I think Xander is really unrivaled in the sport. Um, next, I got Victor Hovland, as I just said. Uh, we were talking about first-round leaders. Let me find my stats on him. Victor Hovland. Um, yeah, he, he's just another guy who, um, you know, these majors, obviously all the majors except for the Masters bounce around. And he's a guy who can just, like I was saying about um, Rom, he's just fantastic all the way through his bag. Um, but he's really good with greens and regulation. Uh, Oak Hill is pretty small greens. So being able to hit those um, and one or two putt your way to birdies or pars is going to be really important here. So I really like Victor Hovland. He is plus 3,500. I was really surprised by that. There are a lot of guys ahead of him. It's incredible. Like I told you, I thought the lines over here for some of these players before we started recording was just wild. And and I had no idea what to expect because you had players that I thought were going to be going to give me better value, giving me worse value. And then and players who I thought were going to give me worse value, giving me better value. I didn't go with Hovland this week, but I think he's a great golfer. I just knew that there's just a bunch of other golfers that I, I kind of was doing my research on that I'm going to take my shot on rather than him. But I, I do, I do love Hovland. I mean, he, I, we've, we talked about him on previous, previous podcasts. I mean, he, he's one of those golfers that, that just performs well. One of the, I'm kind of glad that you brought up the, the green, being able to hit the greens, because that's one of my biggest stats or, or, or things I was going for when I was picking my guys this week. And, and he was definitely there. There's just a couple other that I was going with. I was trying to go get more value with with my picks, trying to hit a couple more, um, just off of just being off a couple couple other weeks. So I don't want to risk it too much on Hovland. But no, yeah, he's he's a great, great, great player, just very accurate off, off the tee. So I, I really do like him. Yeah, and speaking of the the greens of regulation, I just realized I usually do a few key stats, and I forgot this week because it's such a bigger field with the live the live golfers here. Um, but definitely, greens and regulation is going to be a big one. Um, when it when it comes to majors, these these big events, accuracy is always going to be um, it's going to take precedence over power. Um, you know, if you're hitting at three sixty, but you're you're in the rough. It's, it's, you know, these, these, these courses are in tournament conditions. So you want to be on the short grass. So players that are better um, with accuracy, specifically when we're talking about Hovland um, are, I think are going to have a leg up in this. Speaking of live golfers though, my next one is uh, Dustin Johnson. Um, He played here in um, 2013 when it had the PGA championship finished tied for eighth. Um, but he's, he's really good when it comes to this tournament, the PGA championship, he has two wins, um, five second places and a third. Oh, I'm sorry. This is all his majors, two major wins, five seconds and a third, um, 22 top tens in the majors. Um, again, like I said, with, with, uh, Scotty Scheffler, 
when it comes to uh, the highest pressure, uh, Dustin Johnson can can step up to the plate and deliver. Yeah, no, definitely. I I'm glad that you brought up the the top ten stat because he's actually my first top ten pick. I I just love the value. It's plus two sixty. Dustin Johnson, he performs well at all these majors. I know I had him uh, on another one of the previous podcasts we have to probably the Masters. Yeah, it was the yeah the Masters. Yeah. The to, only to, other tournament because he's a live golfer. Yeah, yeah so, so we had him for that, and he he didn't play too well during that one, but I, I think he rebounds from it. I mean, live golf is is kind of just a little bit more relaxed and things like that. So I think he he kind of was just in that little form. So I think he's more prepping for this. I mean, he plays really well here. So I mean, top ten, I love the value. It, it's it's a lot better than top five, or sorry, it's a lot better than top twenty. But I, I just and I, I just love the top ten, top ten plus two sixty for Justin Johnson. Yep, yep. I like DJ. Like I said, he always steps up here. The next guy, I was um, he wasn't my last guy in, but he's a guy who I was really high on uh, when we started this uh, this podcast in in March. And then when I picked him, he wouldn't do well, and so I kind of fell off. And he's doing well again. It's Terrell Hatton. Um, Solo second at the players, tied for third at the Wells Fargo, tied for fourth at the Elmer Palmer, tied for fifth at the Byron Nelson, tied for fifth, uh, sixth at Waste Management, and tied for seventh at the Abu Dhabi. For those of you scoring at home, he's got a two, three, four, five, six, seven finish. The only thing he's missing is a number one. Um, he's gotten hot again recently. He's sixth in adjusted scoring, third in all around. Um, this is his first major, but this is a guy, again, and I, I know I say this all the time, sort of like a, I was on him before. He wasn't doing well, and he's back. Um, I was kind of on the fence about him, but like I said, the FOMO. I, I didn't want to miss out on Terrell Hatton. And he has the same odds as uh, Victor Hovland, plus 3,500. A lot of value there for a guy that's hot and uh, has finished second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh in tournaments this year. Yeah, no, he's he's been playing really hot. I I only didn't go with him this week as I was doing my my list just because he hasn't played in this before. I like to base a lot of my my picks and stuff off of previous performances, which I know we we probably shouldn't be doing. But I mean, it's a great it's a great stat to throw in the bag. It, it's just one of those wild factors that, that's always consistent. I feel like, but I want to see. He's been playing really well this this season. I just want to see how he does. For the second major event, or I guess maybe not the not the second major, but for this major event, right? Um, no, I mean it, experience and familiarity with the course um, is, is a major thing, and it's it's a reason that. And if we want to kind of uh, get off track here real, real quick, I know that you're fading, and I do not have any bets on. Um, Phil Mickelson and, and, you know, familiarity with the course is sort of like why um, when Tiger won the Masters in 2019, you, you know, like and going forward, if you ask anyone who knows anything about golf, it's pretty much the only tournament that Tiger can win moving forward is probably the Masters. And I don't think he ever will. I, I think 2019 was his swan song because he was so familiar with it um, in the same way that Phil Mickelson finished tied for second or it might have been a solo second at the Masters this year. Um, the, the Masters is, when it comes to majors, um, sort of the one where, like, the the geezers, the older guys can kind of um, 
compete just because they are so familiar because it's the same place every year. Um, and that's one of the reasons I don't have Phil here. And I know if you want to get into why you're fading Phil, um, you know, it, it's just familiarity is, is a huge factor when it comes to golf. No, I'm definitely fading Phil. Fucking Phil. What can we say about fucking Phil? So this is what I will say about Phil. I am expecting him to shoot so fucking high because his accuracy off the tee this season is so fucking bad. And it's just, I just, I just feel like he's going to, He's going to hit it into the woods. He's going to be hitting it places that he should into the trees. He's going to be getting a lot of drop, a lot of, a lot of, I'm going to have to bring this out, adding points to it. I just, I don't, I don't see him playing well at all. His, his accuracy is just too sporadic right now. There's too many better golfers than this. I don't even like him to make the cut, like fade him entirely. No. Wow, miscut. Yeah, that's that's a bit bold. Yeah, but I I mean I half expect Phil to come out and have like his driver etched in it like bombs away. I mean that's yeah, that's just how he plays. He he just says hit the ball as far as I can, and I'll figure it out from there. Um we'll we'll see if he can figure it out. Yeah, get, getting back, I, I've got two more uh picks to win. The next is Tony Finau. Wasn't sure about this. Um, he's got four tour wins since the Open last year. Doesn't have a um, – he, he, he's one of the better players on tour that doesn't have a major. Um, but he's contended. He has three top 15s in the last four majors. Um, yeah, I just like Tony Fino. I don't love his line, though, plus 2,200. That, that kind of shocked me when compared to guys like, as we said earlier, uh, Victor Hovland and Terrell Haddon. But I mean, plus 2200, that's still, you know, if that wins, that's you're winning money. So I, I actually usually don't like Finau. And that's the, this is the crazy thing. I love Finau as a, as I, I just like him as a person, I guess. Um, Cause he's from Utah. I guess, I mean, I guess so, but I, I know, I just, I just think he's, I think he's a nice person. He's related to Jabari Parker. I mean, he, he, just, he's a nice guy. I just I just love all those all those players like that. I mean, so fun. Here's here's a story about about Jabari Parker. Okay, and we're gonna get a little off track, but I think it's gonna be a great added thing to to Tony Finau and just his character. So I heard a story about Jabari Parker. There was somebody he was related to like his cousin or something like that, like his auntie. She lives in Utah. They have a lot of family out there. So she was moving. And for some strange reason, like she could not afford, like something happened and she could not afford anything like this. And this is like somebody that they don't like talk to like all the time. And apparently like his cousin or like something called up Jabari Parker and Jabari Parker, like paid for everything. Like obviously, because I mean, he's got lots of money, but I mean, it's just a nice thing. This is like the family is, is just a big, thing for them i think that's probably why i like tony finau and jabari parker i mean i think they're just good people regardless of how they play you know but i do yeah. like finau to top 10 on day one for plus 350 but yeah nice. you, were, you were gonna say something no what were you gonna say i was just gonna say if we have people that are listening to this podcast specifically they've probably seen the um full swing on netflix and uh where they kind of uh, follow along one or two different golfers. There's, I think, eight different episodes. The one on Tony Finau is like, yeah, it's just he's just like the nicest dude. Um, 
Uh, he married, I don't know if it's his high school sweetheart, but like they're very much, you know, they're just like such a good couple together. They've got five kids, just like a very loving family. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tony Fino, definitely a great dude off the course. Yeah, no, um, this is one of those guys. But I, I do have him for, for top 10 in day one. I, I have some stats that I think you'll like, Lucas, for, for backing me up. Lay on. It's going to back you up for, for even possibly winning this. So Tony Finau has made the cut the last 13 events, and he's actually number three in tour on birdie average, which I love. I was not expecting to see that stat up there. He won the Cadence Beach back in November 2022, won the Mexico Open most recently. That was the most recent win. Top 26 at the at the Masters and top 19 at the Players' Championship. But this is really what I'm liking his for for his, his his stat right here. He's hit his greens on 629 out of 900 holes, which is a 69.89% greens in regulation percentage, which I I love. I think he can capitalize on, on being able to drive here. I told you I was I was going with people who are accurate, who who kind of can hit the green, who can who can make up shots from there. I just think for now has just his recent performance. I mean, in Mexico, I mean, it's a little bit different there, but I do, I do like him top 10 round one. I think that's pretty much the extent of like where I like his line, unless I'm going to take him to win. Yeah. The, the Mexico open win is interesting because that is, um, God, I'm trying to think of what the grass is called. Um, is it, is, is it Bermuda grass? Not Bermuda because they usually play on Bermuda or or Ben Ben grass. It's um, it's it's like crown. It's the the like layperson's name is called crown grass. I can't remember the scientific name. It begins with a P. But I remember like I kind of was like focusing in on. I remember when we were doing that one. We were doing the the picks for that because um like the Caribbean um tour uh, tournament center in the Caribbean and like Mexico. It's a bit different grass, so I'm a little worried, especially because we're in upstate New York now. But, um, you know, Finau is, is a good enough of a player that he can adjust to that. Um, sorry, I'm just going to quickly move along because um, I don't want to run too long here. I have one more that, to win. You have one more to win? Okay, yeah. Go with I your one more I have win. One win. I, he's your, one of your fades, and I wasn't going to pick him, and there's not a lot of value but it's solely because this dude, this is this dude's home course, and it's Rory McIlroy. Um, you know, he's proven he can win. He, he might be. You know, I've been kind of kind of soft on Rory in a bad way. Um, you know, I think he's a little past his prime. Um, he did come in second in the Masters last year, uh, which is the only major he hasn't won. Um, but I just, again, like I said earlier, sort of like the FOMO. I mean, this this is the course that Rory plays when he's taking time off. You know, his, his wife is from, um, I, I believe she's from Irondequoit, which is a suburb of Rochester. Um, yeah, this is his home course. He's a member here. This is where he spends his off season. So, um, he, again, and as we were talking earlier, you know, knowledge and, and uh familiarity with the course is something that you can't you can't uh overvalue um and rory will be without a doubt the most familiar person with this with this course of anyone in the field yeah no i'm he's not my main fade this week the only reason i'm fading him this week is all is just because he hasn't won a major event in since 2014 
And that kind of shows me that he like, he's winning all these other other events. Like, I mean, he's been winning since then. But these ones with all these golfers that are the best golfers, he's just not being able to to finish it out. And and I mean, he may be coming a little bit harder this this week because he wants he wants it. He's familiar with it. I'm just not going to risk it on it. I mean, that's that's the only reason. Yeah. And I'm with you. And again, as I said, if it wasn't for that solo second at the Masters last year, um, I would probably be right there with you. I, like I said, like uh, you know, I just said, I, I think he's a little past his prime. Um, but like that, that Masters second place finish last year, you know, which is now 13 months ago, kind of made me hang on. For, for a little bit more. It, it, it's that that Masters second finish plus this being the course that he plays, you know, probably at least 30 times a year. Um that 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 kind of drew me back in. Um but yeah, here he was my last to win. I do these two wins in order of confidence and and he's my least confident to win. So, um if you have any other two wins, I think you do if you want to throw those in. I just have one more win. I only went with two this week, so we went over Rom. And I do have someone who I am going with a little bit higher than than Rom this week. It's Max Homa. And it's plus 3,500 to win. I'm hedging him also at top five and at top 10 at plus 750 and plus 350. I just think it's a great, great pick. And he's got the stats to back him up. So he's second on tour in par three scoring. He's ninth in strokes gained on approach, 10th in strokes gained putting. He won the, what was it, the, the Turkinet and the Farmer's Insurance this year. He's got a top five at the, at the Genesis. All right, all right, he's got a top five, uh, top two at the Genesis. Sorry, yeah. And then he also has a top eight at Quail Hollow. And he has six career victories in P- on the PGA Tour this season. So I know that a lot of people probably are going to – I or – oh, sorry. He, two, doesn't have six, he has six career victories in the PGA Tour to okay. this season. To this season, okay. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I didn't see my little two in period. Okay. Yeah, I saw that face, and I was like, wait, no, that's not right. I was like six wins. That's a lot of wins. <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people are probably fading him just because of kind of some. He had the missed cuts and he wasn't playing that well during kind of like the middle of this. But I really like him to to kind of just take this one and maybe by storm. Just I I just think that this course is really set up well for him to succeed and be the person who could probably reap one of the most benefits from this from this course. So I'm I'm going all in on on Homa this week and I'm I'm getting him to win. I I'm hedging him at top 5 and I'm hedging him at top 10. So I don't have Homa to win and I didn't pick him in any of my bets and I wouldn't say I'm fading him, but I am avoiding him if we can make that a term. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Homa's I mean, yeah, he he has four top threes and two wins this year. Um, in 13 starts in the majors, he only has one. He's only finished in the top 35 once. 
um, which I don't love. And also, he's sort of a guy who I've been saying, I feel like, all year long, like, and and I know I've said this before, and I know I'm being a dead horse because there's no such thing in golf as being due. But I, I feel like I've said that, like, three or four times about Homa, and he's never come through. And now that it's a major and it's a bigger field, um, I just don't see him coming through now if he hasn't previously this year. Um, but yeah, the the course, you're right, the course does fit him, and he has all the tools in his bag. Um, I just haven't seen it. Maybe there's some sort of like, you know, like we were saying with with uh, Scotty Scheffler and um, I can't remember the other person we mentioned who who just kind of when when the when the bright lights are on they they step up oh dustin johnson oh, um maybe homa maybe homa ju- just doesn't have that i'm not sure um but i i'm not picking him for anything this week i'm not fate i won't say i'm fading him but i'm i'm avoiding him like a like an ex-lover hey that's that's fine it's there's i didn't i didn't have a lot i, I just I didn't have a lot to wins this week. It's just this so hard. I feel like it's going to be so hard to pick a winner this week. I didn't want to just, I didn't want to go so sporadic and be like, look, I picked eight to 12 winners and one of them hit. Like, but I, yeah. I'm going, I'm going a lot with, I, I showed you all my picks. I'm going a lot like top heavy on like all these like top fives, top tens, and top 20s. Yeah. Like that. And like, I'll kind of let you take over this. That I loved. I'll kind of let you take over the second half of the show because I've got, I've got six top 10s and three top 20s, um, but I'm just going to kind of run through them and say what I like about them. Um, my first one is uh, Brooks Kepka. Um, tied for second with Phil um, at the Masters earlier this year. Uh, he, he led or co-led after each of the first three rounds. Um, he's got two PGA championship victories. You know, I, I could see him to win, but, you know, as I've said before, the more guys you pick to win, only one of them can. I had to make cuts somewhere. So I got Brooks, um, Brooks top 10. Um, he, he has five top fives. I almost went top five with him. He has five top fives here. Um, I, I think Brooks top 10 is right there. It's uh, plus 225. He was one of those players I didn't know if I was going to bet on or not, and I, I kind of just held off on this week. Not not for any specific reason, just uh, more like you said, avoiding. Yeah, I don't know. That's I, I don't have a really specific reason why. I just, it's just, I, I don't know. And and that's fair. And this is, you know, I'm glad we're doing this on a Wednesday because, you know, obviously it's a, it's a, a not necessarily a bigger field, but uh, more big names. So there's more research to do, and it, it's tough. You got to make cuts somewhere. You know, you got to. You got to cut off the fat somewhere, um, as I did with uh, whoever I mentioned. Oh, Max Homa. Yeah. Um, another top 10 is Cameron Smith, uh, another live player. Um, won the Open a year ago. Uh, tied for 14th at when the, the, the PGA Championship was at Chambers Bay in 2015. Um you know, Cameron Smith, a, a guy that unless you're like a real golf nut, you probably don't know too much about this year because he's on the live tour. But, um, yeah, a major winner before. Great mustache. I like Cameron Smith. Um, I've got him top 10 at plus 320. Um, one of my long shots. Oh, I don't even know if I really have note. Where are my notes on him? I definitely have notes on him. I've got uh, Tommy Fleetwood top 10. I love Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood, um, if this is your first podcast, 
you know, and we've talked about my hair and it being shorter. I guess that was before we were recording. Tommy Fleetwood's my favorite player on tour because we have similar hair. He's got the flow going. He looks like he could, you know, suit up as, you know, left wing for the Boston Bruins. I love Tommy Fleetwood. He's just got that lettuce going. Um, he comes in kind of hot, tied for 15th at Harbortown two weeks ago, tied for fifth at, oh, sorry, three weeks ago, tied for fifth at Quail Hollow two weeks ago. He was a leader after one round. He has five career top fives in the major, including uh, tied for fifth at the PGA last year at Southern Hills. So I've got Tommy Fleetwood top 10 plus 500. I love that value there. That's some good. That's a good line. I love I love Fleetwood too. I didn't take him this week, but I, I'm right on there with you, dude. I love his flow. He, I love the stats. I, I think he's sort of like, I, I've been on him for a few years now. Um, I think he's probably hit his ceiling. I mean, he might get one or two majors, but he might be one of those guys. He, I think he's sort of like a Sergio Garcia type where, you know, in, in 15 years, we're like, damn, Tommy Fleawood is like the best player on tour to never win a major. He, he's always, you know, he's always just like a, a couple strokes behind, it feels like. But I, I love him top 10 here. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. I've got two more top 10s. I've got Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, the other Englishman. Um, he won the U.S. Open last year. He'll defend that um, next month. Um, in the majors since then, he's gone tied for 21st and tied for 10th. He won at Harbortown earlier this year. So, um, you know, not just a flash in the pan. Matt Fitzpatrick can win um, when, as I've said before, when the bright lights are on. So I, I've got Matt Fitzpatrick plus, uh, plus 280, top 10. Oh, sorry. I've got two more top tens. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to hit one more Jason Day because my my last top ten, I know that you have some notes on AJ. Uh, Jason Day, you know, he kind of screwed me two weeks ago, but he redeemed himself last week. Big win if you're betting with me, Jason Day. Um, the Aussie, like I've said, he's playing like it's, like it's uh, 2015, 2016. One at Craig Ranch in Texas last week. Um, yeah, he's been playing excellent golf. I, I really love Jason Day, top 10 here. He's probably the hottest player on, on tour right now. He, he's just racking up uh, made cuts and top top 20, top 10, and, you know, top of the podium finishes. Um, my final top 10 is Patrick Cantley. Um, I'm a little worried about him, too. I think he's sort of like the... Uh, Old man's in quotation mark. Um, uh, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, twenty second start in a major since twenty seventeen. He has three top tens, seven top fifteens, um, including the last three. He's been top fifteen as uh, in all three. Just another guy who is always there but can't quite seem to finish it out. I, I know AJ, as I just said, you had some notes on Patrick Cantley. I didn't have too many notes on him. I So here's the thing. I did not have Cantley for anything this week going after, you know, kind of doing this re research. And I actually had him as one of my fades. And that quickly changed to a Cantley top five and a first round leader, mostly just because of a hunch. Because usually the last time I went with Cantley for the fade and I was going to do a, like I was thinking about fading him, 
he damn near almost won the damn thing. Okay. So more of a hunch for me, but the main reason that I was actually going with him, I think he's going to be coming out as a dog to win this, especially day one. So I actually have him as my, my first round leader for day one at plus 3000 and top five is plus 360. He is the, I believe he's the only other, like he's the longest or second longest player out there without a career, like major win. So I just think he's going to be coming out for, as a he's playing really hot golf this season. I mean, if, if you've been listening to us, you, you know all the facts and stats on Cannelly. Not going to go over it again. He's got so many top fives. He's got a, so many top tens. He's playing so so well this game. I mean, shots gained, everything. His accuracy is playing really well. I just, I don't. It's my FOMO pick. It's my FOMO pick. So I'm I'm I like the value at, at plus three sixty, and I like it for the first round leader. Not going to choose him to win. Not going to fade him. I'm going to give him these two bets. That's mostly the reason why I just think he's going to be a dog coming out there. Yeah, I've I've got sort of a unscientific theory about Patrick Cantley. Is um, Patrick Cantley is one of, if not the, um, slowest players on tour. Um, and I think when it comes to like Sunday rounds, when he's like in contention, I just think he like gets into his head too much. It happened. God, what was it? Was a couple weeks ago where. He was right up there. He was in the top five going into going into the Sunday round, and he just he shot like even, or he he either shot like about even, or he just like did not keep pace with the leaders. Yeah. Um, again, no, no stats to back up that. That's just like a gut feeling. I think for someone who plays so slow, there's a lot of time to think, and I think he maybe can get in his own head. But yeah, he's great out of the gate. First round leader, yeah, not a not a bad guess at all. Especially, I mean, for someone who's never won a major but has so many uh, top five, top ten, top twenty finishes, um, yeah, you have to be good out of the gate. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, I have, I've got th- I have two more top tens. If we want to just get, oh up. yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't really look through. I just saw Max Holman. I was like, that's stupid. Go ahead though. <laughs> <laughs> No, all right. So, I mean, I'm probably going to throw up another stupider one for you at top at top ten. I'm going to go with the smarter one. I know you like this player, so I have Colin Marikawa at top ten at plus two eighty. So I know he's not the strongest driver, and that's totally fine because he's number three in driving accuracy, and he's number twenty three in strokes gained off the tee. So put those two combos together here. I I I love it. He's only 169th in putting which is okay. I mean, it's, it's not really that great, but I think he can pick it up other places, especially he's number five in strokes gained T to green, and he's 537 of 756 on the on holes for a 71% average on, on hitting the green. The green regulation percentage is, is 71%, which is actually higher than, than Homa, I believe, is, is who I the stat other stat I gave for that. But I I I like him. I like Marikawa at plus 280 to top 10. Just playing real, real good golf. I just think this is a great course for him to kind of just portray all his skills. We'll see if he can pick it up on putting. I mean, they're playing on bent grass this week. So which kind of gets me into my next pick of top 10 
Siwoo Kim at plus 1600, baby. I love it. I love this pick. So there's he also is one of these players that doesn't have a lot of power off the tee, but every other aspect of this dude's game is on fire. He's number 14 in driving accuracy, 25th in shots gained on the approach, 50th in shots, uh 50th in shots gained around the green. He putted last week on a similar similar grass, which was bent grass. And he, he top he had a top two last week and a top 17 at Zurich. So I, I think his putting will, will be there. So if we're going with everything, I I, I like it. And plus 1600, I'm willing to take a shot on him. You know, 10 bucks at the 160. Give it to me, baby. Yeah, the, the bent grass is um that's what the Masters has played on a little bit faster than Bermuda grass. Um, yeah, I, I like that pick. And um, sorry, who's the other top 10? I forgot. Morikawa. Oh, Colin Morikawa. Yeah, my only worry about Colin Morikawa is he's been kind of beat up this year. Not physically, but like his results. He's kind of up and down. He's he's probably one of the streakiest players on tour. Um, and with the bigger field, I kind of laid off him. But yeah, I mean, he maybe it's the start of or a continuation of uh, a hot streak for him. Yeah, there was just there's just other other players that I just didn't like. I mean, I, there's obviously a lot of players that I like at top ten, but I think he's one of those ones that can might be able to sneak in there. So I'm gonna throw a little bit of action on there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, picking bets for golf, it's it's definitely more of a science than an art, but there's definitely an art to it. You know, sometimes you just gotta go with that gut. Sometimes uh, some people are feeling hot for no reason. You don't even they don't tell anybody. These golfers are like, you know yeah. what? I'm 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 probably gonna putt really well today. I'm not telling anybody. Yep. I'm feeling yep. Hot. Or, or feeling cold. Yeah. Or, or or if they're playing up against somebody, if someone in their pairing like is playing hot, like they're gonna want to try and play better than them. So I mean, some of these crappier players can be like, I don't want to get shut out by this dude. That's that's another theory that I have that I obviously you can't put in to a show on a Tuesday or Wednesday, but I also feel like going back to Patrick Hanley playing slow, I feel like whoever his partner is. Also, as a bad round because they're just so frustrated with having to wait so long for him. But that's that's you know, we talk for another day. Yeah, we can go over that another. You want to get yeah, your top I, I've got three top twenties. The first one is Adam Scott, the Aussie, um, forty-two years old. He is coming in hot, tied for fifth at Quail Hollow two weeks ago, tied for eighth at TBC Craig Ranch last week. Um, Top 20. I mean, he's hot. He's hot. Two back-to-back top eights. You know, we. I, I like Adam Scott here. Um, Let's see. Oops, wrong tab. I've got two more. Oh, Ricky Fowler. He kind of didn't do as well for me as I thought he would. And I know I've said I'm not the biggest fan of Ricky Fowler. Um, PGA Championship finishes tied for eighth in 2021, tied for 23rd in 2022. Um. He has eight top 20s in his last nine starts. So, yeah, Ricky Fowler, let's make it nine out of 10, plus 200, top 20. Um, and my final one is another South Korean, Sanjay M. He went to North Korea last week and got his first win of the year. Um, he's back. He might be jet lagged, but you know what's the best thing to get rid of jet lag? is coming off of a first-place win in a golf tournament. So I like Sanjay M here. He missed uh, the PGA Championship last year because of COVID. So 
you know, not a lot of uh, past results to, to go on here, but he's coming off a win in his, his home of South Korea. So, you know, he, he's he's riding high personally. So I like Sanjay in top 20 at plus 130. Yeah, kind of just doubling up there. I like that. I have I have two more top 20s I want to throw in there. The first one being at plus 240, we have Joaquim Neiman. Little guy over there. Uh, this guy, live golfer, like I said, a little bit easier courses. But, hey, don't take him out of it. He's long and straight off the tee. I like this guy. Remind one of the – these players that are long and straight off the tee, I think that they just look like they're the best golfers. I don't know why. I, just, I think it's aesthetically pleasing. But he's got two two top tens in his last two live events, and he's got a top 16 at the Masters. So – I'm going to take a shot at him at plus uh, at top 20 plus uh, 240. I don't want to get too much into it. And then another one that I have at top 20 is Sahith Bigala plus 750. I love this pick. Where are my notes on Sahith? Are they on my phone? Yep, they're on my phone. Okay, so when I was going into this, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know who I really liked. But Sahith Tagala, he's just making his fifth major start, I believe. But he's coming off one of his, like a, like a really good finish in a major. And then uh, I believe he top 10 at the Augusta. So I believe he has three top 10s in designated events this year. And he's been showing that he can play well against some good competition. He's... Not too crazy at at one particular thing, but I think he's solid overall, all around. And I think that could be something that he can use. But on the other side, he doesn't have any weaknesses. So I think that could be said, something being said for, he's not great at one thing, but he doesn't suck at anything. So I, I do like him for a top 20, just to be consistently good throughout the four days. And I think that that can accumulate to him to being a top 20 at plus 750. I think he's one of the most consistent golfers in this in this tournament right now. So I'm going to take a shot on him. Yeah, I like Heath Tagala. I think, was he a rookie last year? He didn't win Rookie of the Year. If he was a rookie last year, Cameron won. Young won it last year. Um, but yeah, I really like Heath Tagala. He, he really came. Um, he really emerged. He won... I think he won the Waste Management Open. Oh no, he 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 won me a lot of money at the Waste Management Open um in 20 22. Yeah. Um I think he was a rookie last year. But yeah, a guy like you said only five this is only going to be his fifth major so so sort of not really familiar um with some of these courses, but yeah, I I like Sihith Gala. Um he he's going to be a guy that we're going to be talking about for a long time. Yeah, no, I, I love him. I love the pick. I, I'm excited to bet on him every single time I can find great value on him. Do you have any what – else, what else do you got, Lucas? I mean, I have my – That's all – that's everything that I had. Oh, I, all right. I have – all right. So I have my long shot. I have my one more fade, and I have a top 40. And two of those are the same pick. So I guess we'll just get into my long shot. So I have Taylor Moore at plus 13,000. 13, yeah, one three three one three zero zero zero. 
he's one of these players, high floor, high ceiling. The main reason I took him, I'm hedging him for top 40, is just because he has seven straight top 40 finishes. And this, let me tell you the stats on this guy of why I think he could actually pull it off. So if you were listening, Lucas didn't really like my pick of Emiliano Grillo last week. He didn't do too bad, you know. I think he still was, what, top 25 or something like that? So I'm getting a little bit better with it. Taylor Moore. He has strokes gained off the tee in 11 of his last 12 events. Strokes gained on the approach of five of his last six events. And then strokes gained on putting in eight of his last nine events. He won the Valspar. He's got really great iron play. I just think that this is one of those long shots that might actually do some damage here. I know you probably don't like it, Lucas. I can see I can see you're covering your face. I just I, I like it. I top 40. I mean, seven straight top 40s or whatever, whatever I said. I mean, it's top 40 is plus 140. So I do, I mean, there's obviously some some value there, but I'm gonna hedge it. You know, if he doesn't win, if he doesn't win the whole thing, he could top 40 and, and he could win me my money back. Yeah, I, I don't see him winning. Um, but he he does have a win this year. He won the Valspar championship. Um yeah. time fourth at Zurich, yeah, as you just said. But um I mean he's good. He's got a bunch of top twenties this year. One, let's yeah. see, two, three, four, five, six, six top twenties. Um, yeah, I don't see him winning it. Um, but yeah, top forty, definitely plausible. What was the what was the payout for top forty? Plus one forty. Yeah, you're winning money there if he does it for sure. Yeah, I can see it happening. So I do have just my fade left, and I know that this came kind of as a surprise because I love this golfer. I'm I'm just fading Jordan um, uh, Spieth, mostly because he he's hurt. I mean, I, I just don't like him. I don't like him this week. Yeah, you got to be healthy. Yeah. The only reason I'm fading him is that. And maybe the sole fact, just because I, I wanted to get three in there. I mean, I'm fading Rory for somebody. I'm fading Phil for somebody. I'm fading Spieth for myself. It's just it's just not a – there's no sexy lines for him. I know a lot of people like him this week, which I don't know why. I mean, he's yeah, he didn't play last week. He hasn't really played that well previous to that. It's just I want to see something from him, and this course is a is a little bit of a harder course where you need to be more accurate. And if he's hurting, I don't. You have the withdraw factor. It's just he could be wild. He could tweak something when he's swinging. I just don't. I just don't like him this week. Yeah. Um. That. that and that's fair. I mean, like I said, it, it's you know you got to sometimes go with your gut. I just wanted to clue in on one more player who I didn't bet, but I'm going to be watching, and then we can get into Matt's parlay. Um, Wyndham Clark uh, um, had a great showing at the Quail Hollow. Did he? I'm trying to think. I don't have it right here. The what was it? The Zurich Classic, where you play with a partner. Um, I think him and his partner were winning through rounds one, two, and three, and they ended up coming in third. Was he the one who I think he top ten? Was he wasn't he golfing with Ryan Palmer? Uh, I I'd have to double check. I don't remember. You know, I can probably pull it up, but while I pull it up, I'm gonna say he has 
so you know, with 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 events like this, with the smaller greens, um, the one thing you're gonna look at is uh, iron play. Um, you know, because you got to be you got to be accurate off the tee, and so to get your um, second shot to have greens in regulation, you, you want to have good iron play. He has excellent iron play. Um, he's made 16 of his last 16 cuts. Here it is. Wells Fargo Championship. He won last week. Zurich Classic. Yeah, he he came in third. Corrales Punta Cana. He came in sixth. Valstar. Valstar. He came in fifth. Um, yeah, not not a guy who I bet, but a guy that I'm going to be watching. Um, one of the hottest golfers in uh, on tour, and since that Valspar, where he came in fifth, his last six events: fifth, sixth, tied for 29th, third, tied for 24th, first. He hasn't finished. Oh, and even further, he hasn't finished outside the top 30 in seven events since early March. So. His top twenty line isn't too bad because his his top ten is is eleven hundred. Really, I might throw some money on that. Yeah, no, he was one of the players that I was actually looking at. He's got great ball striking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's like the most important thing. Yeah. Let's get to Matt's, uh, Matt's parlay. Let's see what we got here. Parlay <laughs> pa- 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 with Matt. Matt, we didn't forget about you. You awake over there, Matt? Are we keeping you awake? I think I'm awake. This is this was a doozy, man. That's this was we. Hey, I love I love this stuff. We. So how's everybody oh, doing? So long. How, how's everybody doing today? Good. I'm I'm excited. This is like my favorite part of the show because this is not like free discuss. Like me and AJ, like we throw our picks back and forth a little bit, and kind of like I get I you know I prep for the, what he picks that I didn't. You know, like the Max Homa. Like I didn't pick Homa, so I saw Max Homa on his board. So I was like, oh, I better do a little research so that i can shit on max homo a little bit um <laughs> but this parlay pick this is live this is straight up how you feel like gut reaction i this i love this shit let's hear it Ooh, and, and you know what i'm surprised about matt you, some you usually don't let us get to you and let us change these golf parlays last week you did and it did not work out for us so well before i get to the button for parlay I just have to say, AJ, I'm loving the shirt today. Dude, you liked it? All right. So for those of you who can't see, I have a shirt and it's it's literally so my shout out to my coworkers, Raquel, Sunita, Nikki. You got um Rachel. You also have Lillian. So for my birthday, so we were on we're all on a kickball team. And I was so cold. They bought me a shirt and they put uh, it's me at that kickball game wrapped in a Spider-Man blanket that I stole from a kid. And I literally am like the cheesiest person in the world. Like I, I love this shirt. I wear it all the time. So shout out to them for getting me this shirt. And Matt, shout out to you for seeing the shirt. Like, yes, you texted so me I'm that thinking- at the beginning of this. Who knows? Maybe we could even get into merch lines like the AJ shirt. We can get a hat with Lucas hair. Oh my! <laughs> so now that now that I've gotten the shirt off my chest here, I gotta ask you: What? Do you, who do you even think? I can tell you just to start the parlay. We're looking at six. Six, six picks. Did we talk about all the picks or no? 
Maybe. Do you, all right. So I think one of the picks for sure, just to spite me, you're going to have Phil making the cut. Okay. Is that one? That's the only pick I can think. I, probably Rom, Rom, top 10, maybe. I don't know. I, um, I'm thinking um, Brooks Kepka top five. Because that's one that I had and backed off on. Okay. So I can tell you I've got one top five, two top tens, a top uh, two top 40s, and a top 30. All right. One of the top 40s is Phil Mickelson. Boom. Give it to me. Am I right? You want me to start at the 40s? You want me to start at the five? Start at the 40s. Yeah. Start at the 40s and, and work our way to draw the suspense okay. force, Matt. So, if we were to look at the 40s right now, I got Finau and JT Boston. Austin. I don't like it. I don't. I already right, Boston, dude. <laughs> I trash Boston all the time. Do you, do you do something to spite me every single time, Matt? Yes. What, so is, what is Boston? What is Poston's payout to finish top 40? I'm scrolling through right now. Plus 250. Good lord. I don't think that. Oh, gosh. Woo! What's that like? A, what's that like? A, if you do the math, I think that ends up being like a 43% chance to hit or 41% chance that that happens. It's not bad. I mean. So who do you think I have in my 30 spot? Who do you have? Please tell me. Please tell me that you oh. have. What was that, Lucas? I, I know who your top five. Fleetwood. Who is it, Lucas? Justin Thomas. No. Oh. It is Phil. At top five? No, top thirty. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. <laughs> top thirty. No, 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 okay. no. Top thirty. Uh. Why did I say Phil top 30? You could actually play with him for top 30 or top 20 on this parlay. And I'll explain why in a little bit. Um, but I can say in the, what was it, the Masters, pretty sure uh, on the 16 par 5 holes, he was better than 75% of the golfers, averaging 4.5 strokes. Who was um, this? Phil, one though. At the Masters. Oh, at the oh, just Masters, like the most recently. Just recently. Oh, when he was like the when he had like his tear. Yeah. When when I absolutely hated him. Yes. Okay. And then, um, his performance on the forty par fours included a bogey or uh, worse eight times. Uh, the field's average was eight point four on the worst. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. I'd say I'd say that he's going to be pretty solid. Just because, just to spite you. <laughs> just because it's fucking Phil. Just because it's fucking Phil, and it's because I like to say fucking Phil. So we'll move over to our top tens. Is Phil in this event? Yes. Oh, maybe I must have missed his name. So I believe he's like plus like twenty five thousand to win. Like it's a quarter, quarter of a hundred thousand, and in a, in a top thirty, he's plus four forty. Um, but you've got 
for my top tens, you've got Scheffler and you've got Rory. I like Scheffler, hey. And and I'm I'm only fading Rory just just for the sole fact oh, that he has one here. But I I mean I doesn't mean that he can't be a top ten. I mean, I just don't think he's gonna win. So now I do I do like it. Yeah. I like the two top tens. I so like the final guess is on my top five. Ooh, Justin Thomas. My top five. Rom. You are right. I like it. Yeah, no, he was he was one of my picks to win. Rom, I have his top five. Um, so ten bucks if you were to do Rom top five, Rory top ten, Scheffler top ten, Austin top forty, he now top forty, and Phil top thirty. Ten bucks gets you thirty four hundred. Yeah, because Austin's on there. But if you were to slide Phil over to top twenty. Remember in the Masters he did, and the field was the field was large. He came in what was it tied second? Yes. So if he were top twenty, that would up that ten for four grand. What if? What if we can we do something? Just if I would be all down for doing the fill at twenty. If you did one other thing on that, and it's it's not even. Taking JT Pawson out, it's just having JT Pawson switching him to makes cut. I don't know about that. I like that a lot better than top 40. I mean, what is how many? There's a lot of players in this field. I mean, 150. He's got to beat out. You think he's good? It's a quarter over a quarter of them. Yeah, it's a a matter of time that he finally gets his win or he gets up there. Yeah, you hoping for a win today this week, you'd be hoping for a long time for him. But you know, I, here's the thing. Usually when I don't like Poston, he does well. So I mean I'd be willing to take a shot on him, Matt. One and and statistically speaking, we're gonna hit one of these parlays one out of like one hundred and something million times. So this could be one of those times. Oh I mean, weren't you also talking about Poston and the weather and all that stuff? What's the weather supposed to be this weekend for it? I can say, I mean, we're we're what about an hour away from Rochester or so right now. Forty-five. It's been rain, rain Saturday. Yeah, it's been pretty windy too. Otherwise, sixties and seventies. Yeah, a little windy probably too. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would risk it, Matt. I would take it. I mean, I would. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dogging you. I would. I would take it. It's just, I've never been a huge fan of Boston, and you know it. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure. What was it? There, there's a, a dance involved in many monies. Ooh, yeah. I got to make so much monies on this uh, lap dance that I got to give Matt. Lucas is also getting in on it, guys. We haven't been well, talking Lucas about it as much. We haven't, forgot. we haven't forgot. Don't worry. We have not forgot that I will be shaking my thing all up on Matt and Lucas will be working that tail feather. <laughs> what? I don't know. Yeah. Man. I'm a twerker. So, major, Lucas, major. I've, I've heard AJ's thoughts on the parlay now. What do What do you got for me? I don't like it. Look at this sofa. I don't like it. I don't. I mean, we've been over this. I don't like parlays for golf, but um, yeah, I would move Poston to make cut. If anything. Um, and then who's your other top 40? 
Uh, let me look one more time. I had it's Tony Finau. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tony Finau top four. I, Poston, I don't, I don't, I like Poston. He's not a good golfer though. When it comes to BGA players, <laughs> I don't hate him though. I think he's a fun guy. I but, here's the thing. I my dream golf episode would probably be getting JT Poston and Tony Finau on and just talking. And then so whenever whenever Poston got on. I could say something, and you guys could be like, "Hey, don't talk to to my friend JT Pasta like that." And then if Tony Finau could come into my my defense and be like, "Hey, he could talk however he wants to JT Pasta. He's cool with me." And then I could just say whatever I want about JT Pasta for the rest of my life. Like this is this is the type of stuff I think about. I don't know. What? I don't know, dude. This is this is. This is my this is my fantasy golf, my golf fantasy, and it's not weird. It's, it's I do just, like talking about fantasies. I do too. Oh, ooh, was that another little teaser for you guys? We got we got a little secret. It's our fantasy secret, and we're getting close to announcing it. We've uh, given you some good hints. And I wouldn't Lucas say good hints, but we've given you some hints. What was it? I think Lucas has a hint for us this time. Lucas does have a hint this time. Sorry, I forgot. I I text me quickly what I'm supposed to be hinting towards. <laughs> we have we have so much stuff we got in store for you guys, so we gotta make sure he gets the right thing. Oh man. But the the two clues that we had given before was Matt had said. That there is hot chocolate involved, or hot hot sir- chocolate syrup is, will be involved, or yep. And I gave out the hint that if you get it once a week, dude, it's good. If you get it twice a week, you're doing something right. If you get it three times a week, it's nice. It's the perfect thing. It's the perfect week for you. Yeah, I, I've got a clue for you. Um, you know, I'm not sure really how religious our followers are, but, uh, you know, for me on one of these days of the week, this is, this is right up there with Jesus for me. Okay. 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 I can see that. I can see that. Big Jesus guy. <laughs> oh, I love Jesus. Died for our sins, dog. Yeah. No, I I'm all I'm all for it. That's oh yeah. So you got you got hot chocolate chocolate syrup will be involved, guys. And if it that happens up to three times a week, then you're living your best life. And let me tell you what, Lucas just said it. One of these days is is big up there, just like Jesus. Hot hot chocolate with Jesus, man. Whew. Gosh, <laughs> maybe potentially three times a week. Crap, dude! How could you not be intrigued by that? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking for miracles here. You know, I'm okay with once a week. But <laughs> if Jesus wants to have hot chocolate with me three times a week, <laughs> what I, are you know, we talking about. I won't, I won't, I won't shut my door in his face, you know? 
I there's a seat there's a seat at the table for Jesus and a hot cup of hot chocolate for him. Every everybody knows I'm Hispanic, so I I I actually do I I celebrate the Jesus and the hot tamales that he brings. <laughs> so Matt, no, yeah, I like it. So Matt's parlay, we we got through that. Anything else you, you guys want to go over real quick? No, sorry. I you know I feel bad shitting on Matt's parlay right now. I do like it. I always bet Matt's parlays, you know, just because you know it's it's like playing the lottery, you know, it, the Mega Millions. It, when all your coworkers are like, oh, we're all putting in one dollar. You don't want to be the asshole that doesn't put in a dollar, and then nobody shows up to work on Monday. You know, <laughs> here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. If if we do not bet this parlay, it will hit. And I cannot let it hit for that sole fact that Matt's the only one that let this that got the payout from this parlay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple bucks at there. Is it gonna be as much as Matt wins? No, but I'll be able to go out to dinner with him still. No, I'll, I'm gonna throw some dollars on it to ensure that it doesn't win. Just just a little <laughs> bit of money, so so it doesn't win. Just so Matt, it, it's not it's not that I think it's gonna win. It's just so that Matt cannot hold that over my head for the rest of my life, right? Like, <laughs> did you imagine if Matt like hit this parlay and he didn't hit it, and Matt's just sitting there the entire because Matt's not talking the entire time. He's just sitting there. You know, he's just gonna be sitting about like you. I can't wait to get on this and just shit on them about me hitting this parlay. Like that's the one thing I do not want. If I was Matt, I would like interrupt like every pick and be like, "Hey guys, remember that time?" Like podcast would be like two hours and forty five minutes. Gosh, no, Matt. See, that's the thing. Matt would do that too. He'd be like, "Hey, we would talk crap about a parlay one time," and he'd be like, "Well, what about that one time my parlay hit, my golf parlay hit, like a couple of podcast episodes ago?" You know, like yeah. Remember you're talking about JT Poston? All right. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right. All right. So before we get off, I just want to say, I just want to give a shout out to all of our social media fans, all our all our people out there supporting us, showing us love. Go hit up the page. Go hit up the like. Got to show the love to the Instagram sports betting group. You know, they're slaying it out there. Lucas, Lucas had said something the other day, which was really good. He noticed that we're getting a lot more likes and comments on our videos, and it is all thanks to this group. And I just got to say, keep doing what you're doing, guys. We appreciate it. And we're going to keep giving you the, the best lines that we like. Matt's going to be coming out there with these NBA ones. I know we, we, we've, have, we've been talking about this, but Matt's, Matt's got some stuff that works for you. He does. And once, once, and what's, NFL comes back on, you know, we're going to be going full steam ahead on everything. We're going to be doing our recaps of our divisions, all this good stuff. Just stay tuned, guys. I'm sure there's going to be lots of Rogers talk, you know. Oh, yeah. Matt's, Matt's, yeah. Gosh, I can't even get into I don't, that. I don't understand. You, you get Zach Wilson, you get one, uh, you get one primetime game, you get Aaron Rodgers, you get five. Hey, I, th- I think the only thing I want to know is, is, who who's gonna be going for the who's gonna be the true like cougar hunter there? Is it gonna be Aaron Rodgers or is it gonna be Zach Wilson? <laughs> you never know. But yeah, no. So that's our golf segment for you guys today. I I really enjoyed this one a little bit longer, but hey, go go major. It's a major. Go go complain to somebody else because we're not hearing that.